0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond the To-Do List. This is the show where we talk to the people behind the productivity. I am your host, Eric Fisher. This week, it is my privilege to talk with Cesar Abade about project management, something we've not really tackled per se. Now, we've talked about working on projects. We've talked about project management in the sense of getting a sequence of things done, tasks done even, on a list. And then moving forward and calling that project done. But there's so much more to that. And I'm going to really open your eyes, or I should say Caesar will. I've been wanting to have Caesar on for a long time. He kickstarted his book, Project Management for You, over, you know, well, about a year ago. And even before that, I knew him for at least a year or two. But once he kickstarted that book, I knew he was going to be eventually be a guest on the show. Well, the book is out, and in fact, there's a sale on it right now. Listen to this episode. He will give you the link to go get the book on Amazon for 99 cents and get the audiobook for free. Before we get into that conversation, I want to say thank you to Transpose for supporting this episode of Beyond the To-Do List. Transpose is an app for creating structured notes, for organizing data for your business, or personal life, or anything in between. The main building blocks of Transpose are templates, notes, and fields. You can create a template by adding whatever field you want into your template, and then you can use that template to create a note and organize it. The great thing about Transpose is that it protects you from making mistakes with those fields by not letting you enter the wrong data. In other words, if there's a template that has a field that is supposed to be a phone number, starting to type letters in there won't work. It won't let you. It won't let you fail. (laughs) So once you've set up a template and you decide what sort of information your note is going to store, it makes you enter the information correctly or you can't save the note. It's smart. Plus, there's a shared public library of templates from all the users inside of Transpose. I'm having a lot of interesting... Uh, fun may sound like the wrong word to some of you, but it is fun. It's fun to discover, oh, that's a great template. I'm going to use that one to pick and choose and be able to say, I want that in my library. So go on over to beyond the to do list dot com slash transpose. If you don't know how to spell that word transpose, it's T R A N S P O S E. That's beyond the to do list dot com slash transpose. This week it is my privilege to welcome to the show Caesar Abade. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Eric. I think it's I said good. it
0: better the first time, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> You said it fine. Yeah, but, you, you but it, you're the top 10%.
0: Okay, so. cool, cool. I'm, I'm again, I'm going to say it with an American accent, so
1: <laughs> Yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: There's there's really no way around it. There's just certain tongues that aren't going to happen, so Yeah. Caesar, you and I have known each other since I don't know how far back 2010, 11, somewhere in there online. Somewhere, I okay. cannot remember. I don't know. It's one of those things where once you are interacting with enough people online over time, you just forget when you've actually originally connected with some of them. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. So,
1: yeah, yeah, you see you see a name and then and then you see a face and then and then a lot of times you start talking to them and and you don't realize it's the first time you're talking to them <laughs> you 've seen their face before, yes, uh, and uh, hear their voice you heard their voice on a podcast, and you, you feel like you know them, and, but you don't but so yeah, so it, it, the lines are kind of blurry yeah
0: and that 's okay because ultimately, I just know that for a long time i 've admired your work um, you were somebody who, in a sense, almost took the the whole productivity thing or see, and it's, that's not even covering all of it. And we'll get into that, uh, took it more seriously, more professionally in some senses than, <laughs> than I did. Um, somewhat out of necessity. So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, you, the reason that we're here is because ultimately one, I wanted to have you on the show for a long time, but two, we held off for a reason, which was you had this book, this Kickstarter, that you had done for a book, specifically, or a project. And now it's done, and people can get it. And I want people to get it. And I just want to talk all about what the book's about, but I also have all these different questions of, you know,
1: what the heck is a project manager anyway?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let's start there.
1: Well, well, as the, as the title says, a project manager is somebody who, who manages projects. But the question is, what is a project, right? yes and uh, and the the definition of a project is any endeavor or initiative that has a definite beginning, a definite end, and creates a unique result or service or product right so you might be thinking, okay, so what is not a project then well usually project is uh, project work is is in opposition to operations, if you will, things that are ongoing and they don't have a definite end so for example. The launch of the of, of a new corvette is a project right so they design they, they, they do research they come up with the requirements and then they they make the first car that's that's a project now the ongoing manufacturing of, the, of that car is operations so um, so 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 that's the difference there so a project manager basically uh, is, is the person who usually surrounded by a team. Manages that project or, or or leads that project, so uh, it, it over, they oversee the transformation between an idea in someone's mind for a new product to the deliverable. That's what the the job of the project manager is in okay. in, in corporate America. Okay,
0: let me see if I get this right. If I hear if I hear you right, you're saying that a, a project itself is actual creation. Like there is there is something there's there's something that. You, you have an idea for, you walk it through, and there's, and there's a lot of different pieces to this, but there's, you, you start, you walk it through creation and even completion, and that's what a project is? Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's another way of saying it. It's, it's, um, a project manager is an agent of change, right? So Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, it, <laughs> it takes ideas, turns them into reality. Uh, that's what project management does, or uh, the other way of, of doing that is you make a promise to someone, and then you confidently deliver on that promise, right? Or you you get something very specific done mm-hmm. instead of getting things done. Like David Allen says, this is about getting the one thing done.
0: Okay. The the way you're describing that title of project manager is just so different from what else you know. I I hear it used as, or or my preconceived notion of it has been in terms of like you know uh manager or management or you know like in a in a corporate world i mean you know project manager is always like oh yeah the guy in charge you know <laughs> but that's not what it is is it it's it's there's there's actually like an an i don't know like a culture or an industry or maybe it's both of those
1: right yeah especially in the online world i see this uh, thrown around a lot especially um Guys who are doing really well with, with on, online businesses, they go and hire a project manager. What they're really hiring is a business manager, you know, somebody who's going to oversee their team, um, come up with procedures and, and processes for their work. But that is operations, as I, you know, as I d- defined earlier. It's not really projects. Um, a project manager, let's say, um, uh, Eric, that you want to create a new uh, training program or a new course on productivity. So if you hire a project manager to help you, they are the ones who are going to be helping you deliver on that one project, right? And that is the, out in the, uh, the project management industry, that's, that's how uh, you define the role of the project manager. And, uh, and you're right, there's a whole industry out there. There are um, a, a few bodies of, of, uh, that recognize the, the profession of project manager, project manager. Uh, the, the biggest one being the Project Management Institute, which is based in in the u s and they have chapters all over the world. There is one here in my my little Canadian hometown uh, and there is hundreds of these chapters and they regulate and they give out certifications to project managers they they hold conferences it 's a very bubbly, very lively uh, community but uh, but yeah well we tend to to live in in corporate america and and that's why I kind of don't fit into that mold, because I grew up in a, professionally speaking, in a family business that's very small. And uh, I've always had the title of project manager. And for years, I didn't know what he meant. I had the same <laughs> idea that you have. You know, it's like, oh, it sounds cool on my business card. And uh, until I decided to take more, become, I, I wanted to become a little bit more uh, employable and more, uh, uh, I don't know, more. I wanted to know more about the profession, so I figured out there 's a certification to take, so I pursued that, and in the process, I actually learned proper project management you know from the textbook and It was really boring it 's really dry, but it was really useful and that 's what kind of got me excited about this topic because I feel like uh, guys like you and I and people listening right now there 's so much that we can learn from this body of knowledge related to project management, but the language isn't accessible because they're written, the books are written for the Apples and the Googles and the Amazons um, and not for us. But the concepts are solid and they, really, they can really help you and they've helped me. And that's why I'm talking to you today. It's because of project management. I mean, without it, I wouldn't have launched a podcast. I wouldn't have uh, written a book, for example. So it's really helpful, but there's a lot of uh, the, the, the language and the, the material out there it's not really accessible.
0: It almost sounds like project managers are in a sense like lawyers where there's this other, like you, ha- in other words, you have to pass a certain official test and know the lingo and know the, the precedents and all that kind of stuff before you can actually do
1: it properly. Yeah. And there's a lot of people out there, uh, quote unquote, practicing law. Don't have degrees, especially on Facebook. There's a lot of lawyers on Facebook. I don't know if you realize <laughs> <on laughs> social media with legal opinions about everything. But but you're right. Yeah, if you um, if you want to have um, if you want to be a, a certified project manager, then you need to go and um, take this test and learn all this lingo and stuff.
0: And you've but, done all that, so you're officially. What's the title? Like
1: I'm a project management professional. Okay, and then and then if you're writing that down, you need to put the little registered mark trademark after that so nice (laughs) so you
0: officially passed and now you are able to manage projects and handle complexity when it comes to creating these these things
1: yes and i think the transformation in me was i know greater than than your average because i am naturally very disorganized and, and and i start confused right i'm i'm really um i'm a daydreamer i I, I love to spend time watching videos on YouTube and, and thinking up jokes and, and playing with the kids, and, uh, which is a great set of skills for family life and for having fun, but in the business world is not really useful. And uh, even though I went to engineering school and I, I'm kind of a smart guy, I never could finish anything. I couldn't accomplish anything. I couldn't basically create things. You know, I couldn't do projects. And when I learned the principles of project management and I started applying that, all of a sudden, boom, 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 I'm delivering things. I'm actually standing out and I'm, you know, finally in life, you know, I'm actually doing things that are, that I can be proud of. And, uh, and to the point that I got so excited that I started blogging, I started podcasting about this. I just wanted to tell everyone, um, about how project management can help. If you help me, it can help you. Okay. Um, one of the other
0: misconceptions, I think that I and I've been guilty of this, to be honest, especially in the productivity world, was where we talk about, or even in the non-productivity world for that matter, when someone says, for example, "Hey, I have a project for you." <laughs> it's not really a project in terms of the technical uh, definition. That you've been speaking of, and as project managers would would think of, they're thinking more in terms of, yeah, here's a list of things, and once you've done it, the project, quote unquote, is complete, and that's just wrong, right?
1: Well, it isn't. It isn't. I mean, it's it's all on on how you frame it, right? So if if you have a list of, let's say, requirements for this one thing, like, can you give me an example? I don't know if uh, maybe. Um, Creating a website for someone—I know something like that—that um, that is a project, actually. You know, if you have a set of requirements of something that needs to to be done, uh, and it all kind of binds together into into some sort of a hole, and you have a deadline and you have a budget, you know, it's a project. <laughs> so you can apply project <laughs> management to it, and that helps you be confident in in delivering that. And, and when giving a price to a client, for example, or uh, for this website you're going to build for them uh you can, you can plan it using project management and then out of the planning process, you come up with a budget that, that is not just guesswork. It's actually, you know, very accurate. And then you can give that to the client and also a, a, a timeline and a schedule, so, you know, that it's also not guesswork, but it's based on how you, you planned it using these project management tools and techniques. So, okay. Yeah. And I
0: think I think what I'm getting at is is that it when people a lot of people refer to projects or, or they refer to tasks as projects. Right. In other yeah. words. And I think what I'm trying to get at here and I, and I hear you saying is that a project is really something that is is has complexity to it and has a beginning middle and end and even preparation and and even winding up and winding down and finding the right people to work on it and <laughs> Design, You know, figuring out what, what you even need to do, figuring out what, actually figuring out, and this is, this is a really key component, figuring out in the project um, what it is that needs to be done that you don't even know. Slash to do list right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash to do list. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need indeed. I yeah. think is is one of the key things. And I I was I actually sat and thought about that one for a while. And <laughs> and actually so let me ask you, how do you well let's back up for a second. I wanna what what are the components of Good project management. What what is all in that big jumble of complexity? Let's let's simplify it.
1: Okay. And um, yeah, yeah. So so one thing that r- right at the beginning of this of this question, you mentioned you know tasks versus the, the project. And here's the thing: a project delivers a thing, right? It it delivers a something that is a noun. A task is a verb, right? So you, it's not the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A task is a way of delivering that noun. And when you break down that noun, that project into tasks, what you're doing is you're locking yourself into a way of doing it. You're not really uh, breaking that project down into manageable chunks. You're just telling yourself ahead of time before doing any planning how you plan to do it. And that's why a lot of people, they don't take actions on those those to-do lists because they start, they do the first task. And right after that first task is done, they realize that, hey, uh, this is not the best way to do this. And now the rest of the tasks, are they don't, they don't apply anymore. And now they have to rethink all that. So the, the basic idea of project management is you take this complex thing that you need to deliver to your client or to yourself or to your family. And, you, and it's, it's complex. So you can't just translate that into one task. So you know ahead of time it's going to take more than one task. So what you do is you, you take that complex thing, and you break it down into manageable chunks. And when you break it down, you're not breaking it down into tasks, but you're breaking it down into smaller things, smaller nouns instead of verbs. Right? And, uh, and then there's a way of breaking them, them down and actually double-checking to make sure that, that it's enough and it's sufficient and it's not too broken down. Uh, and I describe that process in the book there. To the point that you get to one small enough chunk of this project, which is called a work package. And this is something that you can deliver in, in a small time frame, like between a day or a week. And when you get to this level of, of, of um, smallness, if you will, that is when the magic starts to happen. Because this one work package is something you can estimate cost and, and, and schedule. You, you, can, you can figure out, okay, um, let's say this one part of the project is small enough that I can hand it off to someone so it's easier to, to know what and when to delegate to people. And when you do that, you can ask the person you're delegating to how long is it going to take you to do this one task, and are th- this one deliverable, and how much are you going to charge me? So you get that uh, for that one grain, right, if you will, of the project. You get that information, and once you do that for all the other ones, all you have to do is add it all up, and now you have a budget. You know, oh, and then you can sequence them in 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 a timeline, and now you have a schedule, and then. If it's the budget is too big, now you know what to cut out because you, you have that information. So in the book, I go you know step-by-step step on how to do that. But it's an exercise that takes that comp- complex thing and break it down into manageable chunks so you can focus on things that take a day or a week to, com- to, to, to complete and not six months. And now all of a sudden, you can actually think about that with clarity. You can bring your team together. You can delegate and you can keep track of schedules and budgets in a way that is not overwhelming if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. And it, and so one of the places where I think I think I see the crossover between productivity and project management is some of what you were describing as you were describing it. I was thinking of oh, you're really just saying you have to do the right amount of work about the work before you start doing the work. And by doing that, the work is easier or better or sim- more simplified all of the above really
1: yeah yeah and um and and productivity you know it's it's more like um it's 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 a less um the the edges are kind of fuzzy there from mm-hmm. you know um to in my mind productivity is you, you being productive you, you you're producing things and and in a way that is that makes sense and it's and you can do more in less time and and there's a lot to be said about that. that's a fantastic thing while um and, and productivity applies to everything in your life, right so um, for getting things done, for example, we, we talked about that here uh, that is a great productivity system because it, it helps you deal with everything on a horizontal level, everything that happens to you you know personally, professionally, uh, you know, within your family, and it, it provides you with a system to to deal with those things so you can actually uh, uh, make sense of it all now. Once you, let's say, you know, let's say you're using GTD and you came up with all these things that you need to do, like you need to plan that birthday party, you need to build that deck, you need to whatever, fill in the blanks. Now, you know, you, it's very horizontal, as I said, because it goes across your, uh, all aspects of your life. Now, now, you have in front of you, you have a bunch of projects. <laughs> <laughs> right So now you're ready to go vertical, to go down into, into and, and focus on one outcome. Um, so, you know, I've, I've, I don't know if I came up with this or if I read it somewhere, but uh, productivity and, and getting things done is about uh, doing the right things, right? <laughs> you figure out what to do. And then project management is about doing things right. So once you know exactly what to do, uh, then you can use project management to achieve that. So in my book, I don't I don't go into these questions about life in general, about, you know, what you need to do with your life and what to do. I start from the principle that you figured that out already, and you know that you have to do this one thing, and now you know. Let's use project management and, and deliberate.
0: Yeah, you don't really go into you know here's how to decide uh, which project to do or um, you know you, which uh, you know what you don't you don't talk about um, you know deciding or choosing which, discernment. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You talk more about hey, here's how to take this complex and even dry thing that's incredibly useful and bring it down to a place where you as an everyday person can understand and apply it to creating and doing those things that you want to do
1: yeah yeah exactly and and I've heard this from you uh, Eric and also from Mike Vardy, you know about uh, you know productivity just being productive and getting to inbox zero it's it's meaningless right I mean, what, are, what is it that you're trying to achieve? And my opinion is uh, all the people that we know, you know, we know a lot of people, we have a lot of friends in common, Eric, who are really successful right, in, in this online world. Right. And uh, if you think about them, what set them apart is that they actually delivered on things. They had an idea for a product or a service or an, an online course or a, an online community of a uh, membership site. And they created it and they delivered it. And I, now they're selling it. And I think there's much more value in in finding that one thing or two things or a sequence of things that are um, one at a time, right? One thing that you need to do. And there's even a book with that name, right? The One Thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Finding that one thing and working on that one thing and actually focusing on delivering that. I think there's more value and that's going to push you forward in life much more than just being a more productive person in general, you know, Um, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um kind of like each time you complete something of worth or value that it's a stepping stone or it's it's something to to build upon for for future for your future.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh and 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 again, it's it's the 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 things that you build that um that uh, you know, you, you'll leave behind as, as a legacy and it's what you'll be able to sell. Um, but, um, I think it really pays off uh, if, if you invest some effort into into the art of delivering you know that one thing uh, and that that 's what project management is it 's just that it 's how companies use it, but not so much the individual i 'm trying to change that yeah,
0: I like that and and you so you even set out and treated this book as a project and even did a Kickstarter. Talk a little bit about that process of. How did you approach this book as a project?
1: Yeah, yeah. So the one thing that I did is um, I've never I'd never written a book before, and this is project management one hundred one by one hundred one by the way. You know, you bring people in to help you uh, with it's it's never a a a solo job, right? So what I did is I I worked with a coach who has helped a lot of uh, authors before, and even before I did anything, I sat down with him and I said, listen. Here's the thing. I I know writing a book and self publishing is gonna have some costs, and right now I, I I don't have the I don't have the cash right <laughs> for 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 to do the whole thing. So I'd like to sit down with you and figure out exactly how this is gonna work, so I can come up with an idea for for a for a budget or for how much money I need, what, what kind of work I, I'll, I'll need to have done, and then my idea is to figure out a way to come up with with a cash so he's he was really nice i mean he said you know sure so we had a few sessions in which he didn't charge me uh coaching sessions and i basically asked him all the questions um okay so what are all the moving parts for writing a book and we went through it and i asked a lot of questions that were really pointed um about you know uh editing and and cover design interior layout printing um isbn number barcodes you know um, what what do I charge for the book, what, different price points for the European market and Canadian market and things like that, you know, Library Congress. And I just asked all the questions that I could think of. And I also asked him, asked him to tell me, okay, have I missed anything? So we talked about this project for a few sessions in detail. And I created this huge mind map um, with notes. And then I spent some time planning. I just looked at the mind map and I figured out how things um would fit with each other so it would be more of an organizational chart type of mind map instead of just a a loose disorganized mind map and and with that i was able to do what i just told you which is to break things down okay this is this is the um all the artwork that needs to be done you know for example cover design the dust jacket and the hardcover design the interior layout And then I was able to, working with the coach, figure out, okay, how much is this going to cost me? Do you know who does it? Can you recommend a professional to do this? And he had all this contact. So I was able to figure out for each one of those sub-items how much each one was going to cost and how long it was going to take. What depended on what, right? So I could have an idea of how long this thing was going to take. And once I had a budget and I had some sort of a timeline, I said, you know, this is how much money I'm going to need. And then I decided to do the Kickstarter campaign. So when I put that goal for the cash goal for the, uh, for the, for the Kickstarter campaign, it wasn't just a guess. You know, I, I had done some planning and, um, and that was a goal that I, that I set for myself there. And in the Kickstarter campaign was great because number one, it was successful, hugely successful. I got, I got 121% funded in, um, in 33 days. So that was really cool. But it also validated the idea right so uh, if I couldn't get people to back the project to me it would be a good indication that maybe that was not a topic that would be of interest so maybe I shouldn't even write the book in the first place um, and then once I, I got funded that's when I started writing the book and and by then I had done so much planning that I knew what was coming right so that's that's for, for a guy like me who is completely other uh, complete just completely disorganized and and, uh, and and I have a hard time focusing these tools really help me come up with these plans that I can actually follow them later and and do one thing at a time and and slowly but surely deliver on on that idea and and i 'm you 've gotten the book i mean it's it 's done it 's delivered and the fact that I was able to do that to me validates the whole perp- the whole point of the book which is you know hey here 's how this these uh, These tools and techniques and this methodology can help you have an idea in your mind and then deliver on it
0: yeah, I was one of the original Kickstarter uh, supporters i'm literally holding my hard copy in my hand right now, which is pretty stinking cool <laughs> um, you mentioned so so how what was the timeline on this? You started the Kickstarter when
1: yeah, I started the Kickstarter, I think it was September of two thousand and fourteen and um um I grossly miscalculated how long it would take for me to write it, which uh, of of the, of the whole uh, process, that was the one variable that I had no idea because I had never written a book before. Uh, so my estimates of everything else was pretty accurate. But the time that it took me to actually write the book, was um, I was way off. So um, the Kickstarter campaign ended in, I think, uh, end, of, uh, end of October or end of September of, of 2014. And um, you got your book when, like, about a month ago?
0: Yeah, so September. So about September to September, about a year. About a year. uh, (laughs) At the time of this recording, we're we're in October of 2015. So, yeah, Yeah, that's interesting. Um, What was the most surprising piece of that that you didn't maybe
1: know you didn't know about (laughs) books? About books? Um, Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. The editing process is a lot more arduous than i expected it to be um, i i I write pretty well i'm i'm not a as you can tell i'm not a native english speaker um but I feel like I can write better than i can speak but even then um once you work with a professional editor it's very uh you humbling it comes back the he he sat with it for a couple of weeks and he then it came back all marked up. And with all these suggestions, but it was a great experience. And I thought, okay, he's gonna, I'm gonna write it, he's gonna edit it, send it back to me, and I'll approve it, and that that's gonna be it. But it wasn't that at all. It was a back and forth. Um, I don't know. I think he went back and forth maybe six or seven times, um, and that's why another that's another reason why it took so long. Uh, because some based on some of the suggestions, um, I had to scrap entire chapters, write new chapters. Um, write better stories here and there that that explain the concepts better so it was uh it was <laughs> it just took a lot longer than i expected but um i'm i'm happy with the end result and and now if i am to write an, another book i i i'll, I'll know now that uh, that that is a big part of it is the editing yeah uh, yeah so i that, that that's definitely something i didn't expect to be that involved
0: one of the things that I took away as I was listening to you talk about that process and even as I read it in the book, I kept thinking a lot of people need to approach their online endeavors with project management because uh, you were doing it the right way where you planned it. I mean, you had to adjust for time and, and different things like that, and it took longer than you wanted it to. However, you didn't put out something that wasn't done, and you didn't you know, try to just you know, use gumption and, and have motivation and just write your, you know, write about your passion and, you know, put something yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so much different uh, guidance and advice that, that goes along those lines yeah, and doesn't follow um, a certain amount of, Hey, you know what? You might want to finish the thing before you launch it or put yeah. it out there, et cetera.
1: So, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's uh, well, you know, now, there's something that we said about momentum, about, about getting started, and I think that's uh, that is the the, the false di- dichotomy. It's either you you just just ship it, you know, anything, or you just plan forever and never do it. And I think there's a and you know in, in project management in the in the industry, this is uh, it's a big deal right now, especially in software development. Uh, there's a there's a happy medium there in which you you take a small step. And you throw something out there, see if it sticks, and if it does, you learn from it, and then you elaborate more. There's it's a concept called progressive elaboration, right? Um, so in this example, for uh, it would be the fact that I did the Kickstarter campaign first. So I didn't, I hadn't written the book, um, but the Kickstarter campaign was my first step, right? So I got momentum there, and I and I shipped something, which was the campaign. And based on the results of the campaign, I learned something. I learned that number one, I have now the cash. Number two, hey, I sold you know over a hundred copies of this thing before I even wrote it. So, so you know what I mean? Like I, I didn't have the yeah. book then, but I took action, and but it was kind of calculated in a way. I so really,
0: yeah, I like yeah. that. I like that it, you know, the happy medium or the, I don't know. I, I almost see it as. It, project management strike allows you to strike that perfect balance between um, you know not letting something sit in perpetual never being shipped, but also not you know shipping something too soon before it's fully done
1: right one of the uh, the steps there that I talk about in the book it's um, after you come up with the requirements and you do some estimating and 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 you take a step back and you look at the monster you created on paper. Um, I have a chapter called Decision Making Time, and one of the t- decisions that are absolutely valid at this point is to decide not to go ahead. You know, um, but it, it's not like you're quitting. It's a, it's it's a conscious decision based on your planning that hey, you know, this is right now. It's going to take more money, more resources, and more time that I'm that I have available to this, and. Um, and i 'm not going to do it, you know so it's it's it 's it's a, it's a valid output of of the the planning process uh, to just drop it you know but you 're doing that not because you 're afraid of complexity or because you 're afraid to take action or because you 're afraid of the unknown, but because you are actually you have clarity and you can see and you can look at this and make a and make a conscious decision that it 's not the right time
0: yeah you 're not doing it based on mood or emotion you 're doing it on concrete almost data and experimentation exactly yeah so,
1: yeah and it great. doesn't take much it doesn't take much i mean if you if you read that the, the book is really easy it's really fast to read and it's all it takes is a little bit of planning ahead of time so you can look at it and and have these estimates and and figure out how you know how long how much and all those things so you can actually with confidence make a decision
0: now, in the process, you mentioned mind mapping, and I'm not sure that I've ever had anybody talk about mind mapping on this show before. In fact, it's probably worth an entire show in and of itself. Um, what is that? How do you do that?
1: Yeah, mind mapping is, uh, it's almost like asking me, so talk about sticky sticky notes. What are <laughs> sticky notes? I mean, they can be used for so many things, um, and the way I talk about mind mapping there it's, is a visual... Representation of your project, right? So, when you when I talk about breaking things down, so you start with a mind map. So, if you if, if you can imagine a mind map uh, right now in front of you, like a, a brand new mind map, it has just a central circle, right? A central bubble, and in that central bubble, you you name that bubble the name of the project. So, in this case, it'd be the book, right? And then what you do is um, you break that project that book project into sub bubbles right that relate to it so uh in the co- in the context of of project management here when you break it down so you break the book down into let's say writing and and printing and uh cover design and things like that uh you break it down that way and then one thing that you do is you ask yourself once you broke that first bubble down into its sub bubbles you ask yourself the question: Okay, if I deliver on each one of these sub bubbles, is the parent bubble complete? And if the answer is yes, you've broken it down correctly. If the answer is no, you need some more. You have some more work to do. Right? So you do that, and then you do the same exercise again for each of the sub bubbles. Okay. So you look at printing, and you break that down. Okay. So I need to. Uh, I need to source a printer. I need to interview them. I need to, you know, you break that down into sub deliverables, and then you ask yourself the same question: If I, if I deliver on each one of these sub sub deliverables, will this parent bubble be complete? And if the answer is yeah, that's called the hundred percent rule. When when you're breaking down um, deliverables, so you do that for each of these uh, of these bubbles, and the mind map is a perfect tool to do this. Um, in project management lingo, this. Thing that you create is is called a work breakdown structure or WBS, but uh, for the layperson, it's basically a mind map, and uh, and a mind map is is a beautiful thing because you can move things around, and you're not locking yourself into a way of doing things. You're not locking yourself into into a, a, a sequence of of events because if you use an outline, for example. Uh, your brain starts thinking sequentially. And that now it's not the time to think about sequences. It's time to think about how to break this down into man- manageable chunks. So a mind map in this context is really, really helpful. I mean, I use it all the time. Um, I use it all the time. Literally, for, like every day I use a mind map because that's the only way I can actually visualize things, <laughs> you know, make things work in my mind. So um, different people will use mind maps in, in different ways. You know, you can use it to brainstorm ideas with teams, But in in project management, I really recommend you do it, use the the, the mind map to break down the complexity of the project into its moving parts.
0: And there's a ton of different paid and even free mind mapping software out there for all devices. One of the things, yeah.
1: Do you use mind mapping? I have
0: at times, I think that I've never fully understood, and until I, honestly, I'll say this, I never until reading this book really understood what the purpose of a mind map was. I think I have a better idea or more clarity in terms of how to use it. For me, it was just like a visual list, but it's actually not as simple or as complex as that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and and it is a, it is a visual list, but the the beauty of it is that it's it's it, it doesn't lock your brain into into sequences, right? Into, um, in, in into into a timeline, right? Which to do lists tend to tend to do that to you. So you yeah, to, first do, uh, this,
0: yeah. do this, then do this, then do this. Yes. Yeah. So, um, I know that there's a ton of different tools out there, and one of the things that you have a great anecdote in the book and I want you to just share it here. It's just essentially the way that productivity people are approaching it. There's the, a lot, of, and you, you like me have people who will come up to you and you'll, they'll ask you, Oh, what tool do you, you know, what, what system, what tools are you using? And it's your, your analogy is that it's more like a recipe.
1: Yeah. I love that.
0: <laughs> I love that. Why does that, why does that work that way?
1: Yeah. So I, the analogy I use is, um, and and I start the book off with this because I know that because I've had this question so many times, and I know that people get the book, hoping that I'm going to tell them use this tool, use this software, right? And um, and the the analogy I use that is, uh, let's you go you go to a dinner party and and your friends cook this delicious meal, and and you like it so much you want to do it, you want to you want to replicate it at home, and, and you say, man, this is this this chicken is delicious. So tell me what what brand of oven do you use? You know, uh, which is completely off the mark. And that's not the right question to ask. I mean, you need to ask what the, what's the recipe? Or what's the process you use to create this? It's not about the temperature of the oven. I mean, those are kind of important, but not the main thing. You know, if you're off by a few degrees, it's, it doesn't make a difference. So the right question to ask is what's the recipe? And that's. That's the same thing for project management. You know, what is your system, as opposed to what is the tool that you use?
0: Yeah, I just lo- I loved hearing that
1: because <laughs> <laughs> once you have a system, then you can go and find the tool that that you know. I don't have a single tool that I use. You know, I and depending on the project, it's it's a different system I'm using. It's a different tool that I might use. So um, I, I end up using a collection of different tools because some tools do things better than others. But my system is my system. You know, so I use Evernote for some things because. Note is great for for doing particular things, and then I use a task management system for something else. And you know what I mean. So, um, so the tool itself um, is only important if you know and, you, and you're really familiar with the system, and you, you're confident that it works. And then you can go and find a tool to help you deliver on that system. Yeah, I love
0: it. So, yeah. in winding down here, I, w- I want to get people. To the point where, and you're, and you're doing a great job of this, you're getting this book out there to so many different people, and you're actually doing like this awesome sale. <laughs> so a- at least at the time of this release of this podcast episode, you can get it and get more than just the book. Tell, tell everybody what you're doing.
1: Yeah. So, um, And, and I'll, be, I'll be honest here. I, I'm, what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to create a little bit of buzz on, on Amazon. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to encourage people to go and get the book. On in, in Kindle and uh, in Kindle format. So, what I'm doing, the, the regular price is $9.99. So, what I'm doing for the end of October, so between 20, October 21st and October 31st, is I'm dropping the price down to 99 cents, which is, I'm, I think it's 99% off. And uh, so, if you buy it during this time, you'll be able to get it for that price. And then, if you send me um, the receipt or the proof of purchase, then I will send you the audio version of the book. And I think for your audience of podcast listeners, this might be actually the, the most attractive part. Uh, no, I know I, I love audiobooks and that's how I consume books. So, um, so again, um, the book is 99 cents for this period of time. And if you send me proof of purchase, you get also the audiobook for free, which is I'm planning on selling it for uh, over $20. So it's, it's a great, uh, great value right there.
0: So where can people go to take advantage of this?
1: Right. So the, the website is projectmanagementforyou.com. And that's the name of the book, by the way. Projectmanagementforyou.com. If you, if you go there uh, during this time, there's, it's a very simple landing page. And you'll be able to see all the three you notes. Know, step one, buy the book here. Step two, send me the receipt to this address. Step three, collect your, your audio book. It's very straightforward. So projectmanagementforyou.com.
0: Awesome. Caesar, this has been probably your first time on the show. <laughs> oh, and 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 then we will have other t- I say probably like like I'm guessing or something. Yeah, you will like be tried. you will be back on the show at some other point in time and we will talk in depth about other things, but this time has been awesome. Thank you for being on the show.
1: Oh, Eric you know it's it's an honor. I've, I listen to your show. I've, I've accompanied your work and you're you're doing you're doing a fantastic job with Beyond to Do list and it's an absolute honor to be on.
0: So what do you think? Has your brain exploded with new revelations or realizations of what a project is and what a project manager is or how to go through and and create a project and and actually design something, create something? I know mine has shifted a bit. I, I read the book one time through, then had this conversation with Caesar. I need to reread the book again. And in fact, I'm gonna probably go listen to the audiobook. I like listening to Caesar speak. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Let me know by tweeting to me, twitter.com slash Eric with a K, the letter J, F-I-S-H-E-R. Let Caesar know as well. And make sure in your projects to go add this tool to your arsenal of transpose. Again, The app for creating structured notes for organizing your data for your business, for your personal life, for that project you need to get started and finish. Again, beyondthetodolist.com slash transpose. If you've enjoyed this episode, head on over to iTunes and leave us a rating or a review. You can find that at beyondthetodolist.com slash iTunes. Or if there's someone in particular that you know would benefit from listening to this specific episode. Make sure to share it with them. Think of that person. Open up your phone while you're listening right now or at your desktop, wherever you're listening, whatever. Take that note. Capture that person's name, email address, tweet, whatever. Let that person know. Thank you so much. I'll see you next episode.